We had some fantastic New Year's Eve bowl games, and we are going to react to those. What is up? Welcome back to the Big 12 Takeover, part of the Takeover Sports Network right here on YouTube. If you don't already, subscribe to the channel, get all of our videos when they come out. We love that you guys interact with us and we want to keep this thing rolling heading into the new year. We are here to discuss the New Year's Eve bowl games that were uh, quite fantastic uh, for two-thirds of the ones we are going to talk about here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. So first, we're gonna talk Alabama, Kansas State. Then we're gonna talk TCU, Michigan, and then we might very briefly touch on uh, Georgia, Ohio State. So uh, Alabama smashed Kansas State forty-five to twenty. Um, I, you know, just very quickly wanted to get uh, your thoughts to this. I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about here. Uh, it was a pretty ugly game for Kansas State, and uh, you know, it started off hot, but. What did you think of this game? Did it did it go how you thought it was going to go? or? Yeah, it went how I thought it was going to go because for one reason and one reason only, Bryce Young, he's oh, man. Uh He put on a master class. But I did like what I saw from Deuce Vaughn at K-State. He was able to go against an Alabama team and put up similar production to what he's been doing all year. And people were saying he wouldn't be able to you know, run on Alabama. Well, he had 133 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Will Howard threw two interceptions. Can't have that against a team that is better than you. But overall, it ended up how we thought it would. Yeah, it was It was kind of – I mean, I picked K-State to win this game. I thought K-State uh, came out early and played like I thought they could. Um, yeah. I thought they looked pretty good. You know, I thought for the most part um, they were controlling Alabama with their defense. They were doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem was they really couldn't get anything going in the passing game. I mean, it just was a mess. And early, Bryce Young was a mess, too. Like, Bryce Young was extremely inaccurate early on in the game, and then he just took off and got real hot. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. I thought Deuce Vaughn played extremely well, Um, you know, for the most part. He did end up getting hurt a little bit, and that kind of sucks. You never want to see that. But uh, I assume Deuce Vaughn's gone to the NFL this year. Um, I don't know that he could improve his stock anymore. He's an undersized running back. He's going to fall further than he probably should. Um, That's just kind of how it goes. But... No, Kansas State, early in this game, I thought Kansas State might have a shot at beating them. Um, you know, they're winning after the first quarter even. But yeah. the momentum shifted in that second quarter, and it just never came back to Kansas State. Alabama just destroyed them. I was very impressed with uh, Jermaine Burton. I felt like he was just everywhere for Alabama. I thought he played really well. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, obviously, is so fast and so unbelievable. But, but the story of the day uh, is Bryce Young. Br- Bryce Young played out of his mind he was extremely efficient he only threw it 21 times still threw for over 300 yards threw five touchdowns he was just carving kansas state up um but you know good showing from kansas state early you hate that it ended up being kind of a blowout but um you know kansas state can hang their head high on a great season they're big 12 champs um and they're going into the offseason with a lot of juice and i think they're built to sustain that success moving forward and uh I'm excited to to kind of see where this Kansas State football team goes in the future because I think they're going to be extremely good, and yeah, they're only, you know they're they're recruiting better and better as time goes. So, um, gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, let's jump over to this TCU Michigan game, and this is the game we want to talk about. This is the one. TCU is going to the national championship. Uh, the Big Twelve 
runner up beats the Big Ten champ. It's it's gonna be an absolute crazy game against Georgia next week, um, and we're gonna get a preview episode on that. But let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this game here. So, Donnell, what was your immediate reaction to this TCU game when it started? You were watching it. What, what were you thinking? <laughs> I just love that it turned out the way I wanted it to turn out. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was rooting for K- I mean TCU to win, and I picked them in our uh, preview, and I just. I think when you have a warrior on your team like Max Duggan, you you, you have a chance to win any game. And yeah, uh, it was it sucked to see Keandre Miller go down, but Imari D. Mercado stepped up in a big time way. Seventeen carries, one hundred and fifty yards for one touchdown. They they missed the beat with Keandre Miller out, but he stepped up big time. And Michigan found out. They found out after they were disrespecting TCU all week with these little comments, these little shady side things, and JJ McCarthy. <laughs> you you said you were coming down here to show these Texas boys and Big 12 football what uh, Big 10 football is all about. And I think they turned around and showed you what Big 12 football is all about and what us Texas boys are about. So good job for TCU. Good job, Michigan, going home like you always do. <laughs> yeah, Michigan in bowl games is not very good. And I was kind of surprised they showed that graphic uh, during the game. And they were like one and six or something like that in their <laughs> last seven. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, my immediate response when this game started you know, I expected Michigan. I, I wanted TC to win, but I picked Michigan in our, our preview because you know we Donnell and I are having a little competition. We're trying to get points here, <laughs> um, so I had to you know I had to differ it a little bit. But here, like the thing that blew my mind is I expected Michigan to win in the trenches, right? Like their offensive line is very good. TCU's D line is good, but it, I mean it wasn't like the focal point of their defense all year long, um, and so you know. The game starts and TCU is dominating at the line of scrimmage. And I was like, holy cow, what is happening right now? And, you know, the game kind of unfolds. TCU goes on to to win it. But TCU jumped out on them quick. I mean, it was 21-6 at halftime. And this is a team that's not good in, in the first half, generally speaking. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think what I think your point on the offensive line, you expect the bigger, more dominant offensive line to – you know, take control of the game from the jump. But as we've seen time and time again, this TCU, the speed on that defensive line and the speed on that linebacker core, it throws you off. Like, I don't care how strong you are. When you're going against guys that are that much faster than you and that quicker to attack the football, it's it's going to be hard to block them. Yeah, I, I mean, 100%. Um, I do want to talk about, you know, our players of the game. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But, you know, surprises, Were there anything? was there anything in this game that surprised you? Uh yeah, actually, actually, it surprised me that D. Mercado was able to have the success that he was that he had with Miller going down. I, yeah, I, I'm a fan of D. Mercado, but I did not know he had that type of production in him. Yeah, I was, you know, I I was kind of su- surprised is probably the word for D. Mercado. For me, the surprising factor in this game was the amount of turnovers. Um, mm-hmm. These are two teams that are very good at protecting the football. All year long. And, I mean, both quarterbacks threw two picks. Both teams had fumbles. They, they both lost one. Um, you know, it was okay, – Michigan sure. was struggling holding on to the ball. Like, it felt like the whole game. Like, they would get tackled and you'd see the ball go flying. Like, it was just crazy to me. I, I, I don't know. That was surprising um, for sure. I, I, I couldn't believe it. That and the offensive line and defensive line of TCU just dominating the trenches. I, I just did not see that coming. Uh, any disappointments in this game? What what was there anything that disappointed you a little bit? 
Uh, I would like to see Max Duggan uh, perform a little bit better under those circumstances. I, I know he lost his best running back. He lost some things, but there were times when I would see some wide receivers just running open and Duggan would hold on to the ball a little bit too long or try to make a different type of play. And I think this game is closer on the scoreboard than it should have been. And that was one of the disappointments. But I can't be too mad. I'm really happy about TCU beating Michigan. There's not really a disappointment, but if I had it, <laughs> that would probably be it. I think for me, it was the lack of uh, production from the receiver core. Quentin Johnston, I mean, had 163. The next leading receiver had 34. Like they that and Jared Wiley, they could not get Jared Wiley going. Um, and I think that's credit though to to Michigan's linebackers played extremely well. Um, I thought they were very good in coverage. They they were very fast, but you could very clearly see the difference in speed between these two teams. I think TCU is just much, much faster than Michigan. Um, and you saw that on the defensive side of the ball. I would do want to talk, you know, before we get to the end of this thing, I do want to talk our players of the game, right? So who, and we're, what we're going to do is we're going to call these game balls. We're going to give some game balls out for this game. So Donnell, I'm going to let you give out your first game ball because I have a feeling it's your boy that you've talked about all year long. And if it's not, I'm going to throw something at you through this computer. So who's your first game ball going to? My first game ball, he's going to go. It's going to go to Quentin Johnston. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was going to go Max Duggan or Bud Clark, but I just think Quentin Johnston made big time plays when, quite frankly, TCU needed them to happen. And that long run of 76 yards for the touchdown, that was a that was a big time play. That was a backbreaker for that Michigan defense. And you can just tell at that point if TCU didn't get that play this game probably turns out a little bit different. So I'm going to go with Quentin Johnston. I know you got yeah. some cooking for us over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so Quentin Johnston obviously was a Fiesta Bowl MVP. Uh, for me, though, my MVP, and I still think he should have won it, is D Winners. Oh, D yeah. Winners <laughs> was everywhere. Two tackles for yeah. loss. Or three tackles for loss, sorry. Uh, pass breakup. He had a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what? Quentin, I take it back. I am so sorry to cut you off, Tyler, but I forgot about the touchdown from D. Winters, my boy. <laughs> hey, he's the player of the game for both of us. Game ball. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, we're giving out multiple game balls here. Quentin Johnson can have yeah. one, too. But, yeah, D. Winters, you know, I thought he was just phenomenal all day long. He was so good. He was everywhere. And that's, you know, that is kind of the, the embodiment of what we talked about in the preview with how fast this defense is. They were just, I mean, he was everywhere like i felt like he was always near the ball him jamoy hodge uh johnny hodges that linebacker group is so good they do such a good job of flying to the football and you saw it on the big stage against michigan underdogs i mean they just did he did everything he could to win that game he was a huge part of it week after week he does dude and it was you could tell a huge difference having johnny hodges back too in their linebacker core he's not getting a game ball but i thought that gave them a lot a big push um you know the other one I'm gonna give away. I you know I'd love to give away offensive game balls, but I'm giving away defensive game balls because I was just so impressed. Even though they gave up 45 with some of these guys on TCU's defense, uh, I'm gonna give one to Travis Hodges Tomlinson. Man, he, had three, he, he had three pass breakups. Um, played. I thought he played extremely well. Uh, very rarely was he getting cooked. The guy who was getting cooked is. I want to give him a game ball, but I'm gonna have to give him an honorable mention. Is Bud Clark. Bud Clark played extremely well at times and extremely bad at times. So, uh, you know, he gets a he gets an honorable mention or or a pat on the back. You know, good. You know, you played all right, buddy. You did. You tried your best. Um, you definitely didn't play bad. And then I think there's probably one more game ball to give away here. 
Um, I don't know if you want to give DiMarcato one. Yeah, but, oh, for uh, sure. He did, he deserves one. I mean, brother, the, some of the runs that he had against that Michigan defense were just pretty much back-breaking, back like soul-crushing run-through yeah. tackles and big, big long runs. So DiMarcato, he deserves everything. Uh, he deserves every game ball that he's going to get from here on out. He, you, you can't complain about what this TCU team did. And I think with them, D. Winters, Quentin Johnston, D. Mercado, uh, Sony Dykes, they all deserve game balls. Yeah, and Sony Dykes for sure, for yeah. sure deserves good, one. Good showing from this team, man. This is this was a good team to watch. They looked really good. And, you know, we're going to do a preview episode uh, later in the week. But, like, people were talking about Michigan like they were the team to beat Georgia. TCU kind of manhandled them a little bit. I know the score doesn't look that way, but Michigan was not in this game until a little bit later on. Like It, it seemed like TCU was going to run away with it. Well, so it's funny because when they first geared TCU up towards Michigan, we both texted each other and were like, you know That's what? the matchup. Yeah, that's the matchup. <laughs> I was like, uh, TCU might win this. Like, they, had, <laughs> they actually have a chance to beat this team. <laughs> 100%. 100%. That was the matchup. We were saying it. We were like, that's the matchup TCU wanted. Like, if you're going to get one, that's the one you want. So, yeah, TCU will play Georgia next. But before we move on, I got one last question for you, Donnell. And then we're going to tell these people about our sponsor, make our announcement at the end of the show, and move on. But before we do that, was it targeting at the end of the game? As a defensive player, I'm going to say... No, but by rule, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is the most <laughs> defensive back answer I've ever heard. As a defense player, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> I just want to say that sometimes it's hard to stop, but like there was no reason for him to lower his helmet or even yeah. get involved in that tackle. The game, the tackle, he was going down. The game was going to be over. And Michigan, who cares? Even if you got the 15 yards, you weren't going to do anything with it. You didn't show that you were. So I had my money on D. Winters and company on that defense. So look, nope, no targeting. The refs got it right. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's kind of one of those situations where they don't want to call it at the end of the game. Because we saw that in the Georgia-Ohio um, State game, too. There was a, cri- a critical play where they didn't call targeting there, too. Um, by rule, I think it is targeting. Uh you know, as a as an offensive player, naturally you're going to be pissed off that they didn't call it. Um, I wanted TCU to win, so I was happy they didn't. But I was appalled that they did not call it after reviewing it. I mean, they showed it a few times, and I was like, "Oh boy, that yeah, is that is definitely targeting." <laughs> but they got away what was with it, one. Pac-12? You know? Did we have Pac-12 refs for this game? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. I don't want to I speak out of turn. Think it was Pac-12 refs. So good for them. If it was Big 12 refs, they definitely would have called it. <laughs> yeah, they like to throw everybody out in the Big 12. Yeah, I was kind of shocked by that. Um, before we move on, is there anything uh, you know you wanted to mention about the Georgia Ohio State game? That game was way better than I expected it to be. Um, I thought yeah, man, I thought uh, Georgia would roll Ohio State, but they played yeah. well. If anybody listens to me, they know I've been preaching all kind of weird, wrong takes all year. <laughs> but in the group, in our little group chat, I know I, talk, I said Ohio State actually has a chance to beat Georgia, and I gave my reasons why. And C.J. Stroud was mainly the reason why. And I don't think Georgia have a good back end. And I thought that C.J. and them can take advantage of that, which they did. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just I'm, I'm shocked for Ohio State because kickers. That's a tough job. It's a tough job. And he missed the field goal. You just you just see that's heartbreak for somebody like C.J. and that team, and you know going off to the draft. But you know, Georgia. Got yeah, Georgia's got a date with TCU, so. Um, 
Very quickly, I do want to tell the, the people watching our, about our sponsor, Prize Picks. Uh, we here at the Takeover Sports Network have teamed up with Prize Picks, and they have a special offer for all of our listeners and viewers. New users that deposit and use the promo code TAKEOVER will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So if you're looking for a fun and easy way to play Daily Fantasy, be sure to check out Prize Picks. And don't forget to use the promo code TAKEOVER so they know we sent you. That's Prize Picks, promo code TAKEOVER. Get you some money and go win some money. All right, well, you know, let's wrap this thing up. Let's land this plane. So, you know, first of all, Happy New Year. Second of all, big, big, big congratulations to TCU on headed to the national championship game. Uh, that's a huge win for the program. Sonny Dykes, you know, has op- making history in his first year there. I listened to an interview in the offseason, and in Sonny Dykes had said he viewed TCU as a destination job. He thinks it's a, a job that he could retire at. Um, I think he's well on his way to doing that. Uh, he's done a heck of a job there this year. And uh, we got one more, baby. We weren't sure if we'd get it, but we got one. We got one more preview to do for you guys uh, for the national title game. We may or may not try to bring on some guests for that one. Um, you'll have to keep an eye out for it. But I just think there is a lot to love about this TCU team uh, going up against Georgia, even though Georgia seems like they are outmanning TCU. Uh, I, I, I won't count TCU out ever. Uh, a lot of dog on that team and uh, i think you know they played they won a game where duggan was really largely not very good so um again congrats to tcu congrats to their fans their players um we will be back with a preview episode later this week and uh, we hope everybody has a great 2023 and thank you guys for watching we hope you guys will stick with us throughout the year as we introduce new teams introduce all kinds of new content things like that so thank you so much for watching And we will see you guys very soon. Take care.